Welcome to the Ultimate Journey, a podcast on awakening to spirit. I am your host, Frank DiGenova. Episode 12. Welcome to the Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova. This episode is called Trauma. Now, how did you react when I said that? Did you close off? Did you get triggered in any way? We're all affected by varying degrees of trauma and their effects range from just a bad memory to feeling literally incapacitated, utterly helpless. Anyone who suffers this can honestly say that others can never understand. It's like having a bad back or severe pain in your back. No one can relate to it unless you actually experience that pain. Don't you just hate when people say, get over it, it's nothing? And I'm not referring to the back pain either. One can only say that it's nothing when you fully heal from it. Then you can look at the experience objectively. But until then, good luck with that. We are dominantly in either one of two states, which cannot occur at the same time. One is called the sympathetic and the other is called the parasympathetic state. The sympathetic can be considered the fight or flight state and the parasympathetic is the rest and digest state. When we're calm, we can think clearly, our muscles are relaxed, our body can heal itself, there's good blood flow, and our immune system is basically being rebuilt or it is strong. When we feel threatened or attacked, the opposite is true. All of the blood flow gets diverted to the extremities so we can run and get the hell out of there or flee the dangerous situation. This is basically survival mode, and there's also not enough blood in the brain. No, no jokes here, (laughs) being male. To think rationally. It's basically survival. No new information can come in and we can't really think properly. Even the smartest and most intelligent people when under fear or stress might even forget their own name. I'll digress back to the uh, male and two brains and not enough blood. Young males or new sexual experiences cause many to become stressed out and nervous, you know, performance anxiety and all that. They're basically in a fight or flight mode. So No wonder nothing works down there in that state. As you know, we have a conscious awareness and a subconscious non-awareness. I mean, consciously non-aware, but that the subconscious is responsible for so many tasks that we're not aware of. And its job is to keep us safe. Now, this is a good thing, but it's also very limiting. The conscious mind can be linked to our rational thinking, new thoughts, and all that. Now, the subconscious can be linked or... The body can represent the subconscious. Think conscious equals time and unconscious equals non-time. You may have done a lot of work and healing and have concluded that you have healed from a certain trauma or intense experience. You've went to therapy, you've paid your therapist, you spent lots of money on whatever, and you're totally convinced that you're good to go. Then all of a sudden, boom, you're triggered again and you're like, what the F? Again, You may have assumed that you've healed, mentally that is, but your body hasn't. Your subconscious or body is the record keeper. It doesn't give a shit what time it is or if it's in the future or in the past. It lives in the perpetual now moment. If you get cut by glass and there's still a shard of it left in the wound and you nurture it and you put a bandit on it and it heals, there is always that piece of glass under the wound. You may not feel it anymore, out of sight, out of mind and all that. And this is akin to having healed a trauma or thinking that you have. 
But the moment that area gets struck or hit accidentally, look out. The moment that it's triggered, the subconscious mind relives that experience exactly the same. Same emotions, same chemical response, same cortisol, all activate. It doesn't matter if it's later. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes or 10 minutes or 100 years later. It's going to react. Your body's going to react as if it was happening at the same time that it did. Now, why does it do this? Well, let's see how it all started. Now, before I explain to you how we experience experiences, I'm going to talk about how an animal does. When a trauma or an intense event or experience happens to an animal in the wild, they absorb the intense energy and they let it process, they let it dissipate. Some call this a freeze response. This doesn't mean a freeze as in when a human numbs out or denies the experience, but more about shaking it off, like ruffling feathers or snapping back or just, <laughs> or just taking a time out and walking away until it fully processes. Then the animal doesn't replay the experience in their head. <laughs> Can you believe what that elephant did to me? What the hell was that lion's problem? How rude. How rude. They stay in the now moment, in the parasympathetic state. Now when something traumatic or an intense experience happens to us, and we don't have the ability or the knowledge or the coping mechanism to process or to do what the animals do, we pack it away and suppress it. But where the hell did it go? It's got to go somewhere, right? Yep, it gets stored away in some part of our body, in our cells, in our organ, or wherever. There it sleeps, and festers, and grows, and waits, until it gets roused to awake once again. Only until we feel safe enough, or have the tools to cope with it, can we revisit it and allow it to process. There is no other way to address this. Trauma can embed into our nervous system and our cells and our psyche, even when we're in the womb, it starts that early. Birthing experiences and procedures that happen directly after can severely traumatize our body. Let's face it, we're helpless little creatures without any knowledge about anything. When an intense experience occurs, the steroid hormone cortisol floods our brain and nervous system, rewriting our neurological pathways. Imagine that happening to a delicate and newborn nervous system. And this can happen at any age especially when we don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with it. With this intense cortisol release, our personalities are often shattered and become compartmentalized. All the psyche craves is safety and at all costs. It will avoid anything that jeopardizes its safety. It is now ripe to become brainwashed and manipulated. Have you noticed the narrative of society and how it keeps us in fear? And why does every Disney movie or story show the death of one or two parents? How many of you were traumatized when Bambi's mother was shot? Like, what the fuck? Why do this to a child, the delicate psyche of a child? And look at all the other stories. It's the same thing. By being kept in fear, by seeking safety at all costs, by avoiding any triggers, and so on, is the subconscious mind's way of keeping us safe, like I talked about in the beginning of this podcast. And what the subconscious will do is look out into society to see ways that it can be safe. And how it does that is that it emulates what the herd is doing. Survival is in our DNA. Follow the tribe and you will be safe. But you are not safe. Your body is not healed. Don't be different. Don't stand out from the herd because the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. So what's the result of all this? 
Well, we keep our light dim, our power, forget about that, and we commit self-abuse or self-sabotaging behavior because we know that we are great deep within. But hey, don't shine that bright too light, you might blind some people. That sounds like Yoda or that I was dyslexic. Don't shine that light too bright. Did you catch that? Let me ask you, do you really want to heal? Are you strong enough to face all those shadows and all those wounds that you keep within you? Is ignorance really bliss? Check out or re-listen to episode 6. Remove those rose-colored glasses. Are you finally ready to face the music? Or would you rather numb and distract yourself and keep chasing the dopamine hits and stay a slave to pleasure? You can stay high, drunk, bang everything that you see, or you can show by telling everyone to leave you the fuck alone that you're playing the game and that don't pick me because I'm the small blade of grass. My nail is recessed in the wood. You don't even notice me, man. I'm invisible. I'll hate myself more than you can ever hate me, so I'm safe. I'll eat junk food. I'll eat too much. I'll do anything to make the pain go away. Were you triggered by that? Am I an asshole for saying this? You are truly healed when you cannot be triggered any longer. When you rise to your magnificence. When you don't give a shit what others say or expect from you. Stop dimming your light and stop giving your power away. No more virtue signaling or projecting onto others or putting the responsibility on them. Healing is hard and that's why most avoid it. I get it. I've been there and at times I'm still there. As painful as these trapped emotions and memories can be, they're all just a story that we've invested in. They are not who we truly are. (laughs) I feel like I sound like Captain Kirk. We have to go to the planet and have sex with that green bitch. Speaking of the green bitch or uh, the green-eyed monster, we get jealous or angry when someone is living up to their potential or their best version. We like to prop others up and live through them, but when they get there, we pull them back down, just like lobsters in a pot of boiling water. You don't need a lid because uh, once one goes for freedom, all the rest try to pull it back down. Family members say they want the best for us, but when we break out of their tribal or their root chakra type tribe, we threaten them. It's like, oh, you can't do something different or better than us. Don't be the black sheep. You're not following the herd. You're not being normal like us. We're powerless, but don't show us that we are powerless. Follow us or you'll be shunned. It takes strength to resist. So if you're easily triggered, you're not healed. Remember, your triggers are your responsibility. And it isn't the world's obligation to tiptoe around you. So if you're struggling with addictions or substance abuse or, you know, behavior that is uh, unhealthy or you're chasing the dopamine rushes or whatnot, know this. You are doing the best you can with the coping mechanisms that you have available to you. Your addictions are not the result of what you're ingesting, but the result of an unprocessed trauma. That happened to you in your life. Your mind may not remember, but your body always does. I want to thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart for joining me today. If you know anyone that is suffering from trauma or PTSD, please share this podcast with them. Post it on your timeline or your social media and subscribe to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. If you need to reach out to me, 
inbox me. For those that know me, give me a private message. If you want to talk, I'm here. By not addressing the pain that we have trapped inside, it affects all of our behavior and our decisions. It keeps us in fear, small, and committing self-abuse to ourselves. And that's not what life is all about. We should be happy and living to the fullest because life is short. My name is Frank DeGeneva, and this is The Ultimate Journey, Awakening to Spirit podcast. Thank you for listening to The Ultimate Journey podcast, Awakening to Spirit. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at theultimatejourney.ca. I thank you in advance for visiting my website, theultimatejourney.ca. For more information on my online courses, listeners will receive my course motivation for free. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.